I'm Derek Doak, and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been serving the investment property industry, from preparing tax returns for property owners when I worked in public accounting, to creating and managing multi-million dollar syndications as a commercial broker. Throughout my career, I have always had a passion for learning and teaching what I have learned to others. This podcast is for commercial property owners and those who provide professional services to owners. My goal is to bring value to you through the sharing of best practices and industry knowledge. Each episode is geared towards providing knowledge and insights around topics and trends affecting property management, asset management, and investment management. Please enjoy this episode, and if I can be of any assistance, please do not hesitate to reach out to me directly at Derek at DokeMail.com. Now, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another Real Estate Investments Insights podcast. I'm your host, Derek Doak. And as I promised last month, we're going to start doing these monthly property management, asset management, and just all around uh, better services to support property owners podcasts. And of course, being with me and co-host, I'm going to call co-host now. I like it. Yeah, you're going to co-host, <laughs> um, is going to be Jordan Elliott with uh, you know the NAI Elliott office out of Portland. And of course, I'm with the Puget Sound Properties office uh, of NAI, NAI Puget Sound Properties. So uh, today we're going to talk about the property management around what to expect. You know, last time we talked about looking for a property management company, but I think it's also important to understand, as you mentioned earlier when we talked, is around where they're coming from, mm-hmm. you know, what their expectations are, uh, what do they need? Because not everyone needs a full-blown mm-hmm. property management services group like we both offer. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just need basic accounting done. Right. And, uh, and for that, you know, a firm like us probably isn't a good fit, right. you know, but we can help advise them where they should go. Yep. And, uh, and so the intent on this podcast is to kind of get people thinking about, you know, what to look for and what to expect on a property management uh, company. So um, with that, I think, Jordan, give a little background on yourself again, because the last time, I'm assuming everyone listened to the first one, and maybe they're catching up with us now. So go ahead and give a little background. No, it's great to be back, Derek. I really enjoy these conversations. So my name is Jordan Elliott. I'm the president of NEI Elliott. Um, we're a full-service commercial real estate firm operating out of Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington, but spreading our wings all over the place, especially in collaboration with Derek and his team uh, up in the Seattle area. And um, we, we have six million feet under management, over 1,600 tenants, um, a lot of lot of complexity that goes along with that. And so I, I really enjoy these conversations because I think they can help property owners get a sense of how to take advantage of the kind of resources that we have together and, and on our own and, and similar firms like us across the NEI Global Network even. So um, yeah, a little bit about me. Oh, that's perfect. And, and uh, just so everyone knows, we're uh, actually at the annual NAI Global Conference for 2023 in Vegas. Um, we still have a little bit of money in our pockets. So, you know, that's a good thing. One night to go, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We still have one more night. Um, but uh, but it's just uh, another reason why we choose to be part of a, a global network like this is because the talent that they bring in and the conversations that we have around, yep. you know, our PM council, yep. you know, property management council, uh, it's just a lot of people sharing a lot of really good information. So I got to say something about that, Derek, because I think it is relevant that, um, when you get access to a network like NEI Global and you can really see what you know 300 different firms are doing, many of them with property management, it really reinforces best practices or it opens up your eyes to the kinds of things that other offices are doing and that you could do. And again, if I, if I continue our theme of thinking about a property owner's perspective, that's a meaningful thing. You know, if, if you're looking for expectations and you're working with a firm that's connected to that kind of network, 
the expectations are going to be a little bit more clear because we know from our peers what we should be doing. So um, it is relevant. We're doing this podcast here in Vegas and, yeah. and on the top of that NEI Global Com- Convention. Yeah, no, and, and the excitement's always high. Yeah, right. That's right. Um, and then, and so when you think of, I know when I think of like properties that we manage and manage have managed over the years. I mean, you get property owners that will come to us and they've got a single tenant. They still want to do all the, you know, turning of the the. Uh, um, you know, you know, all the maintenance, the, mm-hmm. you know, the landscaping, they kind of do it all themselves, but they just want to still do the accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a different kind of mm-hmm. engagement right. that, you know, you and myself, you know, that's not our focus, right. but I think people that are out there that are listening, you need to be able to kind of look at when you're thinking of adding that service or you need that service is kind of figure out what type of service levels you need. Yeah. So if you were to think about some of the clients you've worked with and mm-hmm. kind of how you tier them into service mm-hmm. elements, how mm-hmm. would you kind of categorize them? Yeah, I think you're right. There's a maybe a kind of a set of potentially independent services that a property owner could engage, and it might just be like on a single tenant property, some bookkeeping to help you keep up with the numbers. Um, and you know, maybe it's on the other side that it's the facilities uh, taking care of the the actual property. But I think for the kind of clients that we do our best work with. They look at a, a menu of services, which is part of what we provide in a proposal, actually, is like these are all the things that, that we can and do provide. And when most of those boxes are checked, that's the kind of relationship that I think works best for us in terms of serving a client in terms of their needs. And it just implies that there's a kind of a certain size of property or size of a portfolio that's going to take advantage of those services. Yeah. Um, and we can go through them to the degree that, that we want in order to help people know what to expect. But I think that's kind of like we talked about last time, that's part of the process is the owner needs to have a sense of what services they generally want, what their expectation is around those things, and then match that up with the firm. Yeah, and, and, and I think uh, definitely knowing where they're coming from, yeah. right, and kind of what they're needing. Yep. And because uh, our, our intent and our goal is not to have to convince somebody they need something. Mm-hmm. It's more of they're coming in with some pain points yep. around their property management, yep. and we're trying to find the right solutions, the most cost-effective way to do it for them. That's right. And if we don't have that solution, we will steer them to somebody that can provide that solution. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the questions that if you're a property owner, if you're a broker that represents property owners, you want to ask property managers, you know, things around what kind of information are you going to provide monthly? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do? Do you just mm-hmm. take the checks down to the bank and deposit them or right. scan the checks? I mean, right. do you have the systems that can allow us to get paid faster or yeah. keep on top of utilities? Yep. You know, those types of things. Yep, and absolutely. I think, uh, you know, that that's one of the things that uh, we spend a lot of time talking to property owners on is what is it you actually really need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, now we can start talking about that expectation that I think, a, you know, a really great property management solution is going to start with the lease document. We mentioned this in our last podcast as well. Really take that lease document, get it set up so that all the accounting is flowing directly from the requirements that the lease sets out, and then having those integrated systems so that, you know, when it when the rent check comes in, it's connected to everything, and, and that report that comes out on the other side reflects everything really accurately. Uh, so I think I think for uh, for many clients, getting that expectation of what like the end to end solution is for property management and making sure that that they understand all of those things and that it meets their requirement is kind of the key to the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and given the size of the account, meaning mm-hmm. in, not mm-hmm. in a negative way, but in the sense of if it's somebody who is doing a lot of the work themselves, they're going to be better served having somebody yep. else handle just the accounting side of it yep yep right and uh and then uh but the things you want to look out for that could really get you as a property owner is insurance mm-hmm. you know we talk about that a lot yeah. because 
if you're not getting updated insurance documents every year from your tenants and those documents adhere to the lease that you have in place and that lease has to adhere to the loan you have with the bank um, that could really hurt you and just little things like who's being indemnified on that who's being protected by the insurance I mean um, I know some of the services you provide that's really heavy in what you guys analyze and look at to protect those uh, those property owners exactly yeah no I think that insurance compliance is a huge deal and really having a system that that can understand those lease requirements and then follow through on making sure that the actual document you get from a tenant or from their insurance agent matches that, which is not an easy thing, frankly. And um, we've, we've working or we're working with a partner who actually specializes in that. So we don't rely upon, sometimes it's an administrative person or maybe an assistant manager to, to do that kind of formal analysis. We actually rely on insurance professionals to help us do that. Um, you know, as a kind of a, a back-end solution that we apply to all of our property management. And it, it's made a big difference. Another one I was thinking about is, um, you know, emergency response. That's that's a thing that, you know, there's a variety of ways it might be handled by an owner, depending on if they're, you know, managing a property themselves or, or what have you. But having a system for emergency response is a big deal. Um, and I think it's a lot of value that a property management company can provide because if you have, you know, uh, services that can answer the phone at night, make sure that the call gets to the right person and that there's, you know, like a real defined way that all the information that a person who's answering that call, and, uh, they, that they can access that information to make sure that the response is correct. I think that's a big value that many of our clients are happy to see with us is like, okay, I don't have to take that call in the middle of the night. I know somebody else is going to take it and make sure that the tenant is cared for. Um, and also, you know, kind of appropriate to a commercial real estate environment as opposed to, you know, single family homes or multifamily homes, you know, because our focus is commercial real estate. And um, I think as we serve those kind of clients, there's, there's a certain touch that's required for those kinds of emergency response situations. Yeah, yeah. It, it, definitely high touch. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it, it's got to be, it's, yeah. and you don't want to be reactive. Yeah. And you want to be proactive. Yeah. Um, I think because next month in our podcast, we're going to talk more about the tech tools. Great. Right? Okay. You know, when, it, when people think mm -hmm. about property management, mm -hmm. you know, what tools are out there mm -hmm. and uh, talking about why certain ones are better than others or yeah. how to integrate. But yeah. um, we'll definitely touch on that because that's one thing that mm -hmm. when you're looking at who's going to take care of your property, yeah. um, I mean, just think about to get paid in other ways by says besides just a check mm -hmm. you know getting mm -hmm. a direct deposit receiving a credit card payment you know things like that to yep. help your tenants out um, there's a lot of tech tools that you want to look at as you're looking at hiring somebody yep. and saying am I protected you know yep. insurance yep cash flow is king yeah on absolutely. a lot of these things and uh, making sure you can kind of keep track of all that it's cool because I like how our conversations evolving that there there's the the technological element of property management and then there's the human element and you really have to have that combination of the two. Right, so you have the high touch and the good customer service, but you also have those those tech integrations that are going to make your work more successful and more accurate, perhaps. Um, and so I was I was thinking about a lot of our clients that we have really good relationships with, and the expectations have matched very well. It's it's a lot about a bench, you know, having a deep bench of really good people, um, because that can be hard to replicate if you're self managing or if you're working with a smaller firm that, that is maybe. You know, I don't know, building up, we have enough of a bench that a lot of owners like that. It's a little different sometimes because, for example, working with a, a client that has a, a large portfolio that they've self-managed and they've had an individual who's been responding to all kinds of emergency situations or facilities um, requests. 
And that's great because people call him directly, but it's not sustainable. I mean, how can one person do that? And especially forever. He, he's been, that particular gentleman has been dedicated to this portfolio for decades, which is awesome and admirable. And I think they've done a fantastic job, but then what? Right. And so part of our conversation is to, to see how we have a bench and a system that's set up to respond to those things. And it may be different and we have to retrain tenants sometimes and kind of help them understand the value of it and why that system, which might seem a little clunky to access at first, it really does work. Um, but it's for the client's expectations back to the, our focus today. I think it's a big part of why they come to a property management firm that has some yeah. size. Is well, that, and what price do you put on not having a hiccup? Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you think of like a lot of the, family offices that we work mm-hmm. with and wealth managers, um, they position themselves to be able to receive cash flow no matter what happens, whoever's handling the money. Mm-hmm. We do the same thing on the properties, right. right? Our responsibility is to make sure that the bills are getting paid. We're making sure that everything's getting taken care of. And if something happens to one person, if you're in a one person shop and you have one person doing it, right. that's going to that's gonna have a ripple effect on yeah. everybody engaged and involved. Mm-hmm. And then someone's got to try to pick it up mm-hmm. and, and start moving forward and that's going to be a lot of things are going to get you know fall through the cracks could, there's yeah. going to be expenses don't get paid taxes won't get paid mm-hmm. if you don't have insurance tracking your insurance not getting paid you're going right. to lapse on your insurance i mean there's just a lot of mm-hmm. things behind the scenes that if you're looking at a property manager or property management companies you want to make sure those types of things is the bench deep yeah what happens god forbid something happens to the person that's assigned to my account whether it's a property manager or mm-hmm. the accounting side of things um, or even on the maintenance side, yeah. you know, who's responding to the 24 hour, yeah. how many people are on your bench for vendors. I mean, there's just a lot of a bench is a great way of looking at and, it. and recruiting too, because it's like, you know, as we know from the general news during the pandemic and, and afterwards and just where the economy is right now, finding, retaining and, you know, supporting employees is a massive effort. And so again, if I, I kind of have in mind a, a property owner who's been doing it themselves or or maybe just acquiring property, that's a that's not a role that I don't think fits very well with how I imagine a property owner can apply their skill to the highest and best use. Yep. It, it's not HR, yep. you know, it's not hiring and recruiting. So one of the expectations that I always think is is um, an important one to talk about is understanding the value of having a company that's doing that, yep. right? Hiring, retaining, training, supporting staff. And yeah, that means that you also have to set the expectation that there could be some turnover, but part of the value proposition of a property management company is the kind of s- uh, stability that will come from yep. knowing somebody else is ready to step up. Uh, and you know, there's hiccups and you have to be honest with each other about that, but it's much better than having a single point of failure. Right. In our office, we like to say that when somebody wins the lottery and, and they, they go cash that check and they decide that they're gonna do something else, that's kind of a catastrophic situation because they can walk out the door with all that knowledge. So how are you how are you building in that succession planning? And that's that's an expectation for me in terms of what an owner would want in yeah. outsourcing. Well, yeah, and, and, and especially when you have a family whose livelihood is depending on it. Right. Right. I yeah. mean, that's that's the cash flow. That's that's their wealth. That's their legacy. Yeah. And so you want to make sure it's being taken care of and managed. Yeah. And uh, and so you're going deep into the services that are going to be offered, deep into the bench. That mm-hmm. what happens if something happens because everything changes. Yeah. And we all get older. Yeah. You know, we're getting older, so it's what's the succession plan? Right. You know, who's coming in behind it? So yeah. um, these are all things when you think about 
uh, property management and you're thinking about at what level do you need service mm-hmm. um, as you're engaging and having those conversations it, it's it's uh, you want to you want to understand they've been there and done that yep. you want to understand they got the deep bench yep. and you want to understand they have the capabilities mm-hmm. to solve any problem because they've seen it and been there yep. and that's what you're paying for yep. right no one, you don't go out there and try to pitch people on a service and be the cheapest mm-hmm. you're going out there and you're going to let them see the value and you're gonna give them the value that yeah. they deserve and yeah. earned. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about as you were talking there is um, another expectation I would put on there that's, I think it's really touches on everything we've talked about is about communication, you know, uh, aligning with clients on what they expect and, and what property management provides and how you you know make sure that those two things line up. Because I've, I've heard some horror stories about um, communication from other let's call them other property management solutions. Cause you know, like you said at the beginning, if you have a bookkeeper, you know, again, communication is important, but that's kind of a single point of discussion. But on property management firms, I've heard these stories of, of owners feeling like, and actually being told like, you can't ask me that question or that information is not available for you. Or, you know, you know, that that's, that's so shocking to me because we, you know, we work for the client that those, these are their properties. Uh, their questions should always be welcome. That information should always be available. And then there should be good methods in which people talk to each other about what's going on in the property and the, you know, the managers are reporting and the client is getting the information they need, which, you know, could be written, could be, you know, now these days it could be zoom, it could be whatever. So communication is another good one. You always hear this term full service. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's uh it almost feels like it's overused. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's weird is all of a sudden something popped in my head. We had, we just listened to Coach Carter. <laughs> so Coach Carter got up on stage and if anyone's know who Coach Carter is, uh, there's a movie out that he did it's called Coach Carter. Samuel Jackson plays it. And uh, it's it's uh, his whole thing is we're in the people business. And mm-hmm. he was just talking to us about that. And, and we really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the people business. Our, our, our job is to try to make property owners' lives easier mm-hmm. and manageable around the real estate. Because it's a living organism. It, it's it's living. It's not it's not like right. you just bought a bond and you're going to get your, your check. I mean, you've got something that's going to have things that change mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Um, and so when, when, we're, when you're sitting here talking about it, all of a sudden I start thinking of terms like full service. You know, say, oh, we got a full service. Yep. But full service could mean a lot of different things to various people. I mean, yeah. When you think of like a full service practice, I mean, what do you think of as a full service practice? Yeah, so I, I think... Um I think it's, let's just talk about like the, um, the documentation and then the, the physical part. So like we've mentioned several times, understanding the leases, understanding reporting requirements, understanding all of that trail that, that, you know, of really how the property is operating in terms of the requirements. And then how are we going to report against that? And then the facilities themselves and making sure that they're not only maintained, but also there's some thought put into, you know, the future and making sure that that um, there's some anticipation of what's going to need to be done. So, you know, it's like, like, like my dad says very simply about property management, we, you know, we collect the rent and we take out the trash, right? So we're, we're doing what the lease requires and we're making sure the facility is taken care of. So full service means that you can just expect all of that stuff to be addressed. Right. Um, and so full service property management 
and like I've mentioned too, we have a we have a list of those things that we provide to a client when they're looking at our services, and I'm sure you guys do too. It says like this is all the all the boxes we'll check. Um, ironically, we also use full service for our company, meaning that we do property management and we can do some you know leasing, and we can do sales, and we can right, do capital right. markets, and we can do construction management, all those other things. So it's a confusing term because depending on the context, it can yeah. mean a couple of different things. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, and, and when you're having that first client meeting and you're asking them, what are your expectations? Yeah. And you're saying, what do you want this asset to do for you? Mm-hmm. Right? When you think about full service, it's, it's, can that person help me maximize this real estate? Can that person help me get more money out of this real estate, whether it's a reposition and a sell or yeah. it's a long-term hold? Um, do they have that skill set and capabilities to kind of dive in with myself as the property owner and my CPA, my wealth advisor, yeah. uh, and strategize, how can this asset help me? Right. Or are you just going to collect rents? You know what I mean? And I think that's what you guys have done a good job of. You got a whole group that does that. Mm-hmm. We have a whole group that does that. And, and it's it's taken that to the next level of, yeah. of uh, really stewarding that real estate versus just stewarding the investment. I think you're actually hitting on what I would say is the the biggest potential pain point around expectations on property management um, between a property management company and a client. And that's, you know, I'd say generally around the distinction between property management and asset management. The, there are, it frequently happens that clients expect those two things to be the same and they really aren't. Right. Uh, and there's simple ways of thinking about it that we define that, you know, a property manager is really looking at what's happened in the year past and what's happened, what's going to happen in the year future. Uh, and that's, that's kind of the zone that a property manager lives in along with all the day-to-day activities on a property. An asset manager tends to be thinking longer term. Right, like let, when we're talking about a new lease that's a five or a ten-year term, what is that going to mean for the property? You know, if you're looking at acquisition disposition needs in relationship to a client's overall goals, those are really asset management conversations that property managers are instrumental in because yeah. they have inf- information. Um, and of course, when we talk about being a full-service office, we do both of those things, but yep. they're different. Yep. Right. And I know you you feel the same way. Yeah. No. And 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 I think it's important for people to know the difference because when they go in there and and, and again back to that expectations manage expectations you know transparency and manage expectations those are probably the two takeaways that i can think of um and it's like what will you do for me you know and uh and and i think you hit it is is are you looking at my asset as how i'm going to grow it or are you looking at my asset you're just going to report on it right right and uh, so there's reporting and maintenance and then there's yeah, and the growth is growth a, that's a complicated conversation, yes. a fun one and yeah. a good one, but it's a different expertise. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you had to switch your brain on the fly between dealing with a dumpster fire or, you know, for, for this, some reason we keep running into people driving cars through the facade of a retail <laughs> building, you know, and thankfully we haven't had any injuries because those are scary moments, but we had like four or five of those in the last couple of months. Well, I think about switching from that to you know, like a valuation conversation, right. you know, about how a new lease is going to impact. A, a, that's a hard switch, yep. Yep. right? And so you can you can imagine that different types of people are attracted to those different types of thoughts, and it's pretty rare you can find someone who can switch back and yep. forth. Um, so. and, and having that team. So then right? you have a team, then you have you, the specialists. Exactly, yeah. so you have that team that's up to speed on everything that's going on. Yep. So when you're out there looking for a group to work with, it's can they help me with all that? Yep. Do they have brokers that are in the field in that area of expertise? Do they have industrial? Do yep. they have retail? Do they have office, right? And then, um, and and those are the things that when you're looking at paying money for a service, mm-hmm. you got to make sure you're getting taken care of. Yep. You know, and, and it's the difference between if someone's paying a thousand dollars a month or three thousand dollars a month. It's it's what are the expectations of that service? Yeah. 
and uh, and, I, and I think that full service. When I think of full service, mm-hmm. that's kind of how my mind goes to is we're bringing everybody in we're bringing in a broker to mm-hmm. be assigned to it we're bringing in yep. asset we're bringing in property management bringing in accounting and so you have this group mm-hmm. that's stewarding these assets on I, their behalf i think one of our future conversations might be around that broker property management relationship because it's it's again from a client perspective that's a very important one um, but as we just define our companies and we define our work you got some lanes with property management, brokerage, asset management, and there's a reason they're different teams or specialties because as we talked about, they require different skill sets. And ideally those things interface really well and the client's expectations need to be uh, kind of thoughtful and grounded in what are, what are they looking for in terms of how those interact? And and maybe they don't want it. You know, I, I'll, to be honest with you, even though we would prefer to do property management and the brokerage work leasing or, or, um, sales it doesn't always happen right because sometimes it's not the right fit for the property sometimes you know an outside broker would be better and that's really a client expectation thing that i think has to be discussed yeah and we do the same thing um you know i think back to that book who not how yeah right um i don't i don't try to pretend i know anything about industrial Mm -hmm. i understand the management of it i understand the capabilities of it and what it can serve but our brokers, you know, in our network and in our firm as well, and yours, I mean, they live it. That's they right. know it. Every day, that, yeah. I'm going to go to those guys and yeah. bring them in. Yeah. I mean, because they're going to serve that client. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a different, if it's a multifamily product, we don't do multifamily. Right. So we're obviously going to bring somebody in that's the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And, and anybody out there, you want to get a good book. I mean, who not how? Mm-hmm. Um, and I get no royalties on this. I'm just <laughs> throwing it out there. Uh, it really talks about you spend the money to get the right service. And... and you're bringing somebody on to solve a problem that you don't know the answer to. So you want to make sure you bring in the best yeah. and you don't look at it from a price perspective. You're hiring it to get the solution and the outcome. Yeah. So it's the who, not how. And when you think of property management that can encompass potentially asset management as well as a brokerage, you want that outcome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not the idea of, can you do my books for $500 a month? Right. It's like, can you take this asset and do everything I need yeah. for yeah. $2,000 a month? Right. I mean, it's, it's that, that mindset. Well, the who not how is a great way of thinking about it too, because you know we've touched upon this bookkeeper idea that you know a property owner might just say, "Hey, great, let me bring that bring you on to do this." But how how can you expand from that service? I mean, likely a bookkeeper is not going to be able to swing over and start doing your leasing, right? right? So when you look, you know, in this expectation conversation, you're looking at property management. Do they have those other services in the office? Which you may not engage at first, yeah. But you, you, it's nice to know you could, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and I'm surprised how many offices I do go into a fair amount of family offices. They do do their own mm-hmm. management mm-hmm. and it usually starts out in the accounting department mm-hmm. and they're keeping track of the money coming in and going out. Yeah. Um, they'll check the leases and do all that. But are they, are they really, uh, were they, were they, when I start talking to them, they start pulling out. Well, yeah, we could get better at that. We could get better at that. And they realize we are leaving a lot of money on the table. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not maximizing the equity having this real estate. Mm-hmm. What, what are truly our return on equity? Right. You know, those types of things mm-hmm. that internally, those individuals aren't really trained to do that right. and they're doing the best they can with what they have. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I think that's where when you're feeling that you need to start looking and start talking to people mm-hmm. about how to either team up with somebody to solve those issues yeah. or provide a, a, allow that internal person to work on other things for the family office versus just trying to chase down so he didn't pay the rent. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of something we haven't talked about a lot, but again, maybe touch upon now and follow up more is you know a developer somebody who's who's really focused on bringing new product out of the ground 
And it's so funny because we oftentimes run into developers who add property management to their to what they do because it's a, it's a it's a line item and it can be a big line item. And it's like, wait, why don't we let's just do that? But then I, I have had so many conversations with developers who come back and say, property management is so different from development, it takes away from our ability to really do the development. And if that's your core business, it's it's kind of like I was saying earlier, when you got a fire in one place and then you're trying to think about long-term valuation, right. development to property management is almost the same thing, right? right? You're trying to envision what could be, it's really hard to manage what is. Yep. Um, and so a lot, of, a lot of our work comes from those developers who say, okay, yeah, that was that was a big line item, but it's actually a it's actually taking us away from our core competencies. So let's bring someone on who can really do the property management. And we'll yeah. put our energy back on the yeah. development side. Yeah, four lane highway. Yeah. Right? yeah, you don't want to be on the back roads yeah. uh, in a one lane and, and hoping you make it. It's yeah. uh, get people that can be in each lane yeah. and, like and have the specialists. So that's a good one. Um, well. We're hitting about 28 minutes here, and uh, we got to go down and play some craps. Yeah, nice. Um, you know, see if we can, uh, you know, win a little extra money while we're here in Vegas, uh, getting a little R and R. But uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to it. You know, Jordan, as always, I mean, I'm excited every time we talk and work on things because we're we're so aligned um, with the mindset around taking care of clients, mm-hmm. um, whether people want to work with us or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just want to make sure people aren't getting taken advantage of. That's right. And so our intent here is to put out information yeah. uh, and to help people be educated in the sense of, you know, who to talk to or, or what to talk about. Yeah. Um, and of course, if they choose to work with us or talk with us, you know, we'll welcome the conversation any day. And if we can't help out, I mean, just like you have and mm-hmm. I have, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll steer you in a direction that can, you know, take care of you because, uh, you know, life's too short yeah. and it's fragile yeah. and uh, we want to take care of families that, you know, work too hard to get these real estates and we want to steward those for them. It's, it's, it's really, I got to say, Derek, we're very aligned on this because, um, you know, I have an education background and it's been shocking to me how many employees and, and clients have said how hard it is to find good information about commercial real estate. It's a, it's a really opaque yeah. field, just about understanding the lay of the land. And so these are great because we, you know, we can demystify some of the things that are happening around property management as our current conversation and then the way it interacts with all these other services. So I, I think it's great. Uh, it's, it's a real value add, I hope, to yeah. people who are listening. Yeah, we like to hear ourselves talk too. So, you know. <laughs> it's a little weird listening yeah. to it later, but. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't want to hear it, but uh, anyhow. All right, so next month I've got on here, we're going to talk about tech tools great. around property management. Um, and I'm going to put down your. Uh, the next one after that then is going to be kind of the broker PM, you know, how to, if you're talking to a firm and you're talking to somebody, how do you, cause that's a great point. It's building your team, yeah. right? You're, you're successful through a team. Mm-hmm. So if you're a property owner or an office, you know, uh, a, a family office or uh, a group that owns multiple real estate is like, am I working with a team mm-hmm. or am I siloed? Yep. Right. And I think that'll be a really good topic as well. So, uh, That's so great. we'll definitely do that. I got to say too, just um, amazingly the podcast that we've done, most of the, the recent one, I got a lot of feedback from people in my network that were already in your network and listened to it. And I would just encourage people to let you know if there's topics they want to hear us talk about, because yep. we're, we're improvising on it and hopefully it's useful, but yeah, bring it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you, you know, you can send me a note at Derek at dokemail.com. Um, or DM me uh, through LinkedIn is where I get a lot of my comments on these uh, podcasts as well. And uh, and we usually build these off of what the feedback come back. Great. And we talk to the brokers. You know, mm-hmm. we're always talking to the brokers saying, what are your clients asking you for? Mm-hmm. Um, how can we help you get more?
more information out there um, because it is it's an industry that is sharing information and I mentioned it before and it'll be the last time I say it you know NAI Global gives us that opportunity because yeah. we're, we're such a, a family oriented type business which sounds hokey to say but it's really true it is. is I can call anybody in the network mm -hmm. any world and they'll pick up the phone and get back to me mm -hmm. and it's just like with my CCIM network yep. you know it's the same thing so yeah. uh, very fortunate to have that uh, with us so uh, any topics as Jordan said you know throw them our way you can send a note to Jordan or myself um, and uh, we look forward to uh, continuing our podcast. So awesome. signing off from Vegas, wish us luck. <laughs> and maybe on the next podcast, we'll give an update. Yeah, on we can what report actually back. Happened. We'll report back. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a great day. And again, thanks a lot. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you should have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to me directly at Derek at dokemail.com. Again, Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day.